Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast. Now before we dive into today's episode, we're going to do some deep, intentional breathing. One minute of breathing at our own pace. My little suggestions are as we breathe, inhale through the nose. As we inhale, expand the belly like a water balloon, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Exhale out the mouth. Contract your belly back to your center and hold it at the bottom. Now you can do box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Or if you want to channel that parasympathetic, that rest and recover state, in for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for six, or out for eight, hold for eight. When you hold your, when you exhale a little bit longer than your inhale, it channels that rest and recover state, right? Allows us to slow down, calm down, be present into this moment. Really great for night times, for slowing the body down to get into that nice shut eye. So, <clears throat> as we breathe, we're going to do a collective breath together and then go at our own pace for one minute. For this practice, let's, let's practice gratitude. As we breathe, focus on the breath that brings us back to this moment. But also, what are we grateful for in this moment? Right? Small things, big things family, friends, possessions, whatever it is, whatever you're grateful for, smile, and let's be grateful for it in this moment. There's a lot going on in the world, but come back to gratitude, what we can control. <clears throat> let's get into it. All right, let's deep breath together. Inhale through the nose, one, two, three. Now go at your own pace. One final inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now exhale it all out with a sigh. Ah, oh, thank you for that practice. Let's introduce some movement back into the body. Get back into our bodies. Wiggle the toes. Wiggle the fingertips. Da, 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 da. Roll your shoulders back a few times. Open up your heart chakra. Roll forward a few times. Sway your neck to the left. Sway to the right. Let go of all that tension that is not serving us. Ah, hands to the sky. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Down to the heart center. Boom, boom, bap. Thank you for this practice. Woo! Awesome, awesome. Now, before we dive into the heart of the episode, I want to give a little life update. What's popping? What's crack-a-lacking? So a little life update. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I've been taking classes. So I've been taking singing classes or singing lessons one on one, which is really cool. I did my first, you know, singing on my own with like a piano, and uh, we're just working on ranges and pitches and and really going up and down the scales. And it is challenging, and it is not always pretty. Let me tell you. But it's interesting to see how I'm gonna progress. You know, throughout that time, small steps like we always talk about. 
So that, I'm taking uh, breakdancing class once a week. I'm also doing Wing Chun, which is a form of martial arts. It was actually really cool. The last time I went to my Wing Chun class, there was, I'm usually the youngest kid there. It's mostly people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And um, I went there, and there was this young kid who was in eighth grade. His name was Cole. And we were doing exercises together. And turns out that he went to Valley Forge Middle School, which is the middle school that I went to. And, I mean, how long has it been when I was in, I was in middle school? I graduated in 2012, so it's been over 10 years since I've been in middle school. <laughs> and uh, we were just chatting and talking about, and he was just saying, who did you have? And I was like, who did you have? And hearing some of the teachers that are still there, it was such a mind trip. It was such a nostalgic, weird feeling that was amazing. So connecting with that was really cool. So yeah, I've been trying to work those muscles. I've We had a uh, rehearsal for this sci-fi shoot that I'm doing in Philadelphia, which is really cool. That's pretty awesome. What else is what else is cracking in that department? I just did a voiceover um, project for my buddy, and I'm really excited to see how that comes out. That was that was a lot of fun to do. That was really cool. And then I got a, another project, more Halloweeny kind of vibes, in uh, in a few in a few weekends. So we're cruising, we're popping. It's cool. Last night I went to a film festival, which uh, was an experience. It was really cool. The uh, my favorite part about it was honestly seeing local filmmakers. And not only seeing their films, but also most of the people who were actually, you know, at the festival were the filmmakers themselves. So them, their families, and after the films, once they all kind of ran through in their cycle, they did a little Q&A. So all the filmmakers got up on the stage and shared a little bit about their inspiration and talked about their process a little bit. And it was, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. So that was, that was pretty awesome. I also... Um, Little thing, pretty actually excited about this. I got these, uh, my sister Jenny got me on these, um, the red glasses. You know, I talk about blue light glasses, blue light blocking glasses, black glasses. It's super helpful for if you're on in front of screens a lot, whether that's TV or your computer. Like if I'm on a screen for a long period of time, my eyeball muscles, <laughs> is that a thing? It starts really hurting and it's like cramping <clears throat> and it's pretty intense. But blue light glasses is really helpful. But red light glasses, the I don't know if it's red light glasses, but it's a basically glasses with a red frame and um, the lenses. And that's really helpful. And I got that from this company called bon Bond Charge. And they used to be blue blocks, but they transitioned into Bond Charge, which is now they do a lot more. They don't just do glasses. Blue blocks was really just glasses. Now they've expanded to all different kinds of really cool biohacking equipment. And they have these EMF protector... Uh, little like buttons, not buttons, stickers kind of, I guess you could say, that you would put on your cellular device or your computer or your TV or anything that emits EMF radiation, which is electromagnetic frequencies. I think I did an, epi did an episode on EMF radiation. I don't really remember, but it's a thing and it's wild. I've gotten um, EMF protected like pendants that I wore, wear around my chest. And I remember when I first started wearing it, I could feel energetically the difference. It was wild. It was really wild. And uh, so I just got that. I just put it on my computer. I've got one on my phone already, but I'm hopefully going to get a new phone soon. So I'll be able to replace that with a fresh, a fresh one from Bond Charge. I got two of them. So I got one on my computer and then I'm holding out for the next one. But yeah, it's all pretty exciting. Things are flowing, things are flowing. Yeah, man. So, this episode, it's a good one. I, I really believe in what I'm about to share. So, let's take a sip of water. Let's dive into it. Alright. <clears throat> Ooh, presence, presence, presence. What is my intention right now? I've been trying to do that a lot 
recently as well and um, when I'm trying when I go into another activity whether I'm going into a meeting or I'm going into an event whatever it is a class set my intention beforehand why am I doing this what is my intention here so presence articulation speech rock and roll baby so today I want to talk about what are we consuming and this kind of came into a fruition when I started working on myself and I started understanding my stories, my narratives around myself, who I am, what makes me tick, where am I getting my stories from, where am I getting my information from, and that led me to an understanding that we all kind of are programmed in certain ways <clears throat> based off of what we are consuming. And when I say consuming, a lot of times you immediately think of diet, of the foods that we are consuming into our bodies, but I'm not just talking about the foods that we eat. While that is so, so, so important, Check out the episode on, on nutrition. Check out Sean Stevenson talking about just nutrition. So important, the food that we put into our bodies, the waters that we put into our bodies. But I'm not just talking about what we physically put into our bodies. I'm also talking about the media, social media, newscasting media that we are consuming and listening to and then exposing ourselves to television, film, you know, Hollywood, the thoughts that we are consuming, the friends, the family that we are surrounding ourselves and consuming, our environment, environmental toxins, lights, indoors, radiation, right? All of these things that we are consuming makes up a part of who we are. It's our ecosystem, right? And our environment, that's the whole nature versus nurture kind of thing, right? And I really do believe the nurture, the what we are exposed to, the how we are raised, the we are, we are sponges, we have mirror neurons, right? So what we see, we reflect, it becomes a part of our being, you know? I can't tell you how many times there are, <laughs> I remember when I was younger in high school, there was this guy that I really looked up to, and you know, we'd hang, hang out a lot, and I started to speak in the same cadence as him, you know? And I think, you know, if you have like Indiana Jones, or you're consuming that and he's your hero, you start mimicking him, you start behaving like him because he's your hero. So many, icons that we see that we admire that we are told are good or all these these stories really start from what we're exposed to right from father figures mother figures uncles right in our family our close circles the friends that we look up to the teachers that we look up to the mentors the coaches all these people are so influential in our lives but also there's something to be said about the subconscious right and things that we are subtly getting into our our psyche whether that's you know you hear your parents screaming and fighting in the room next to you and it's just slowly getting creeps into you right you're watching a lot of horror movies that's affecting your psyche on a subconscious level you're watching a lot of dramas are you a little bit more dramatic in your life after watching that right you're reflecting what you're seeing right comedies maybe a little bit more comedic I found that in my life when I'm reading a book, that's this is a, the books are a really a really cool experiment, especially with fiction books or any long-term form of entertainment, especially binge-watching TV shows. Like if you watch a TV show every single night for a while, I'll get into that. But if you're reading a book, like I read Harry Potter, it took me like a month to read all of the books, maybe two, I don't remember. But um, when I was in that state and I was reading every single night. And I was couldn't stop put putting I couldn't put the book down right. I, each chapter was just like gotta gotta keep going, and this information was so beautiful and it was so fun, so imaginative, you know, fantasy like this wizarding world of Harry Potter was so 
incredible. I started to dream Harry Potter. I started to move a little bit differently. I started to find myself playing and talking in a little bit of an English accent dialect, you know? I started, it really influenced the way that I moved during the duration that I was reading that series, right? And same thing with Game of Thrones. I went through a phase where it was actually pretty cool. The final season hadn't come, was like halfway through that season, and I caught up. I started a couple months beforehand, and I caught up until I got, I was like the last three episodes, I was finally on track. But basically, it's three months where I'd watch one episode every single night religiously. I was in a really strict phase of my life with nutrition, and I had a whole routine that was so specific, and I didn't detour from it, but I watched Game of Thrones every single night. And my dreams, I was dreaming like I was with Jon Snow, you know? fighting in the north and I was in that world the language that they use you know the way that they carry themselves I started to find myself carrying myself a little bit that way right and then again the dialect was coming in too but it was really it was hitting me in my dreams so viscerally so deeply in my dreams and there's something going on there right it's getting into my subconscious and I moved a certain way for those three months when I was surrounding myself with that you know that environment essentially and that goes with any Thing that I binge nowadays like I watched Dahmer I started watching Dahmer and that shit is so heavy it's like it's beautifully the storytelling is really beautiful but it is horrendous and so dark and disgusting and horrific and my dreams are starting to reflect if I watch that at night which I try to avoid doing but sometimes that's the only time you can watch find time to watch the the television that you want to watch and I'm watching it and I my dream is dark I'm consuming that, right? I carry myself a little differently, right? So it's crazy, but the content that we are consuming is so influential in our lives. And that goes a lot with how often are you scrolling on social media? Who are you following on social media? Are you being bombarded with love and inspiration and motivation? Or are you being bombarded with people telling you you're not enough or elitism you know the best of the best and what you should look like and or they're selling you stuff you know like what are you consuming is it negative some people are just really negative on social media are you surrounding yourself with a lot of that right the five people you surround yourself with in your actual environment your best friends you know the your circle are how are they feeding you how are they feeding your soul how are you reacting and responding do you feel like you belong do you feel like sometimes we run with a crowd or we're in a certain environment for a certain period of time, we start to lose ourselves because we, you know, the, the pressure of fitting in with your peers is so deep <laughs> and it's so hard to escape from. I feel like a lot of us have experienced that at some point or another where you do things that you don't necessarily want to do, but the feeling of belonging and fitting in is so powerful and it, it drives those decisions that we make, which aren't always the choices that we want for ourselves, but we run with the crowd. And it's very influential. So this whole episode is really about being conscious of everything that we are consuming, everything that we are surrounding ourselves with, everything that we are taking in. A couple of really cool, not cool examples, but I just, when I, um, I went through a deep dive of my stories and where they came from, and I thought it was fascinating, man. I did a, I was doing this whole money mindset course and just our mindset around money what are your beliefs about money? Where do they come from? Where are they now? Who are the people in your lives that told you this about money or that about money, right? And uh, are you worthy of money? All of these things. And I got so specific and so deep into it. And there was a story that was that was told to me that a lot of times our stories, like where do our stories come from? Our stories about 
religion, our stories about money, our stories about relationships, our stories about ourselves, about the color blue, you know, trees. Our stories come from somewhere, a root from somewhere. And if we really dive deep into what that is, like what triggers us, where does it come from, then that's when the healing can really begin. It starts with that awareness, right? Awareness is really the first step. So there was a story that kind of opened my eyes to where my money mindset story came from. And maybe it isn't directly from this, but this was definitely an influence in it. it came from this film called Robin Hood, which I loved as a kid. It's an awesome movie. And Robin Hood's a beast, and we love him because he takes from the rich and gives to the poor and it's amazing and it's seemingly such a beautiful story right but when you dive deeper into like the subconscious level when you're watching this and you're passively just taking it all in what is it telling you about money it's telling you that people who have a lot of money are rich and they're assholes and they're evil and they're greedy and they take from the poor it's a really negative it's right it's not it's not really in your face telling you that if you have a lot of money, it's it's a bad thing, but in this sort of passive subconscious way, it's telling you in your psyche that having money is bad because the people who have money are bad guys. And the people who don't have money, you know, the families, the cute little bunnies, they're, they, ha they don't, right? Money isn't, you don't need money to, oh God, this is such a deeper conversation, but there's a lot of love and nurturing and community and family and it's so beautiful and it's so amazing and we love the bunnies and they don't but they don't have a lot of they don't have money they're the poor versus the wealthy where this is a whole rabbit hole that we can go into where i really do believe you don't need a lot of money to have love and joy and passion in your life but money isn't a bad thing when you use it with the right intention and your heart and soul is into it and you're doing it for the right reasons Right? Money is an extension of ourselves, and the more money we have, the more good we can actually do into this world. That's a whole deeper podcast on money. But that was something that was so interesting to me because, holy, holy cow, this is, a, this is a little story that influenced me on, hell yeah, I kind of do have this idea that people who are rich are greedy assholes, right? Which isn't, all, which isn't true, right? But it's a little thing. You know, similar to heist movies, a lot of heist movies, they steal from the rich. It's, it's the same concept as Robin Hood, right? A lot of heist movies, like um, Man on Man on Man on the Ledge, Man on a Ledge, yeah, Tower Heist. You know, these kind of films. It's they're stealing from the guy who has all the money, the CEO dude who's an asshole and doesn't need all this money. You know, he's greedy, he's all these things, and he's taking the money and giving it and dispersing it to the poor. Similar concept, but it's telling us that people with a lot of money are bad and people with poor money are good so it almost weirdly drives us to not have a lot of money because we don't want to be that bad guy again that's a lot deeper than i want to go but fascinating right where does our story come from you know and then another influence which is interesting again the um the romantic romanticization romanticization is that a word in certain movies of certain characters and certain behaviors and ways of being it's really cool and it's really awesome, but it's also, I think, there's a lot of damage that can be done. So as I'm learning more about the acting industry and the film industry itself is we love dramas, right? And dramas are interesting because as you learn about the screenwriting perspective of it and what drives story, it's conflict, obstacles. Conflict creates drama and drama drives stories and it makes it interesting. It makes us come back for more. But what does drama look like? 
Drama looks like that one character who's incredibly reactive, not really listening, not very present. He's reactive, he's not telling the truth, he's self-sabotaging, he's doing all these really unhealthy behaviors, but it's fun, it's exciting, it's fascinating, he's a dynamic character and it's really good characterization, but is it the best way to live? you know, and live this stress-free life. You know, dramas are stressful, man. And I know some people who love the drama. You know, I think we consume a lot of drama in our lives. And as I have this shifted perspective on life and I've done the work and continuing to, to, to do the work, it's interesting because sometimes I'm watching a drama, I'm watching a story, and all it takes is a little bit of communication. All it takes is a little communication. And there is no problem. The problem is resolved before it even starts. Just being honest, speaking your truth, having good foundations set in place to communicate effectively, right? But then where does the story go? You know, there's nothing there, right? So it's an interesting beast, right? And I want to tell stories and I want to tap into characters that are fascinating and dynamic. I like dramas, they're fun. But I think film and movies is better as a... Uh, a form of entertainment instead of realism which is interesting because i think film and you know entertainment and theater originally started as pure entertainment kind of parodies kind of bigger than life so it's not really life itself but obviously we've been growing <clears throat> i think over time we've been wanting things to get realer and realer right? we have documentaries we have certain films and there's realism is a is a, a way that actors go about it you know you're not acting you're being you're simply being your character. You're bringing your essence to your character and you're, you're not acting anymore because you are it, right? So there's this incredible realism that we bring to the film, which is honestly fascinating and so cool and exciting. But at the same time, our subconscious isn't really disassociating the fact that this isn't reality. This is just a story. This is entertainment. But when we watch this entertainment, we actually pull that this is reality. And even if we don't necessarily believe that this is reality, subconsciously sometimes we don't even know the difference between what's real and what's not right it's like an, as an actor when you dive deep into an emotional scene or a character sometimes your body doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not like you experience a traumatic event as an actor in a character sometimes your body reacts like it's actually happening to you and i think that kind of happens as we watch certain films and it's scary man sometimes like i think of jordan belford for example right there's a lot of toxic I don't like using the word toxic, but characteristic traits, character traits that uh, I don't admire and look up to, right? But you see this guy with all these girls getting the money. He's got a song after him. He's got the boat. He's got all these things. And I feel like young boys idolize this guy. Girls want to have sex with him. Guys want to be him. You know, like there are a lot of characters like that. But at the same time, I don't think he's the greatest role model to to be a role to be a mentee to, right? To really look up to because a lot of the behaviors, you know, getting into drugs, he's very reactive. I love Leo, but he's screaming in all of his roles, you know, at some point. And it's fascinating, but those characters can be romanticized and and we look up to a lot of that, certain elements of that at least. And we pull from that and we take that into our own lives and it can be really damaging, I think. Again, we just kind of are reflective of the art that we're consuming. And it's fascinating stuff, man. So 
but I think it's it's also really scary, which is why I want to get into this industry. I want to do it from the inside out. I want to get to the point where I can tell stories that I'm passionate about that if some way we can still find a ways to make this story inter- entertaining, but also inspire us and tell us how to communicate, right? Whether there are certain characters or certain storylines or just pointing us in a direction that we want to go to instead of staying almost stuck in these certain dramatic themes and ways of doing things and these old character and paradigms and ideas, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky, but I just feel like Hollywood and a lot of the stories being told, this is a tricky word, but manipulation is like a thing, you know? And it's so influential on so many lives. You know, we we find certain actors that we love and we follow all their work and then we, we walk around like them, we dress up like them, we, we embody their, their dialect, who they are. And it's incredible. It's, I mean, just pop culture, you know? When the Fab Five came out, how many people changed their dynamics and the way that they walked, the way that they dressed, you know? NWA, straight out of Compton, same thing. Like, there are certain people who come to a certain fruition, a certain platform, and many of the masses follow that, right? And that's a responsibility to hold that is so tricky and so hard because there's so many elements that's adding on top of the pile and it's 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 a lot it's a lot man so all i'm saying is i if you can take away anything from this episode is to be intentional and pay attention to what you're consuming on a daily basis like who are you listening to in podcasts what do you watch are you watching a lot of the news is a lot of the stuff you're consuming negative positive inspiring depressing what is it and how is it fueling you how do you feel after you watch it if i'm watching the news like Take personal inventory. How am I feeling before I watch the news? And then after 15 minutes, how do I feel now? Probably a lot worse, I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty negative out there, you know? How do I feel, like, feel into your body. This is where intuition and stillness is really important in finding what our energy vampires are and our energy batteries, hmm, battery chargers are, right? So again, just be really intentional, be present, pay attention to what you're surrounding with and what you're consuming on a daily basis. Some, uh, a beautiful thing that we can do is uh, social detox, social media detox. I did this one time and I just felt so present in my life when I did this. And it's really powerful. And that could be a week, it could be a day, it could be a few hours where usually these are your hours where you're on you know, the media a lot or watching TVs a lot. Maybe read a book, you know, find different ways to do it. And I'm certainly guilty of, I'm trying to watch a lot of films and study films and I want to stay active on social media, you know, for my presence and sharing my messages and stuff like that. So it's tricky finding that balance and I get it. It's, it's, it's not easy, but I just, I want us to be intentional. I want us to be present and I want this to be in your awareness, at least moving forward into the future. Again, it's not always... Your diet isn't just what you're eating and drinking. It's also what you're consuming all around you. We are a product of our environment. I truly believe that. So thank you guys for tuning in as always. If you guys are vibing, digging this, like, comment, share, subscribe. You guys can tell your friends, tell your family. Let them know, let them know. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Larkin underscore Andrew. As always, small act of kindness for others, for you, to make the world go round a little bit smoother, a little bit brighter. High five yourself. I missed a step. Hug a loved one. Give her a nice bear hug. My mom was with my little sister this weekend, so I'll give her a hug when she gets back. High five yourself because you're awesome. You're beautiful. You're deserving. You're worthy. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And as always, strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.